the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us today. On Thanksgiving Eve, is is that a thing? Is I think it is. I was, um, last night after the show, I had to rush over to the, to the Costco. Uh, the, the local Memphis Union Mission, which is a phenomenal facility, and uh, they house, I think, upwards of 300, uh, 400 uh, homeless men, and uh, they put on a huge spread pretty much every day. I mean, those they do an incredible job, and uh, but they're in need of pies. So I guess they were getting ready for the big Thanksgiving meal, which they're actually doing today, and uh, they they came up short on the pies. So uh, we got uh, our news, uh, our morning show host, uh, Ben Dieter and uh, Grace Baker. We hopped in the caddy, drove over to the Costco, and I guess on, what is today, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I'm yeah, I know my days are confused. mixed up. But apparently Tuesdays are Senior Citizens Day at the Costco because oh. it was like all the senior retirement homes, they were they were like lined up the buses. Field trip. So uh, we're going and we're making a beeline for the pies. And I only know where the pies are because I was there a few days ago getting some pies. And they're about as big as the tires on a, a Buick, these it's pies. Huge. huge. So anyway, we got about 20 or so pies, as many pies as we could put in the in the basket i'm surprised there were that many left oh there were tons there were a lot of pies left good and uh, so anyway we uh we brought some pies down to the guys yesterday and uh it's uh i'm telling you it's um there's just there's a lot of people out there uh that are hurting and they don't have a lot of money and a lot of good people they you know they want to work that they can't find a job for whatever reason and it's tough with especially with the economy well, I'm sure they appreciated those pies. And let me just say from experience, those pies are actually really good. They're not just like, you know, generic. No, they're really good. Only the, seriously, we want to we want to be able to make sure that everybody has a has a good meal on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, yes. anyway, the Union Mission, uh, if you folks listening to us in Memphis, uh, they still need some stuff, some pies. So uh, if you want to head over there, I know they'd be happy to, to see you. And they gave us a great tour. 
the, the whole facility was built by businessmen. So uh, they have done a tremendous job, and it's um, they're doing some good work, out, the Lord's work uh, there at the Memphis Union Mission. All right, where, wow, where do we start today? Uh, if you follow us on our Facebook stream, you know that today I am going to share with you the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Now, this is the story that is not taught in our public school system. This is a story that you do not see on the made-for-TV movies. You will not see this on the Hallmark Channel. But today, and we're going to do it this hour of the program, I'm going to share with you the true meaning of Thanksgiving. And this is really an homage to our our dear friend, Rush Limbaugh, who used to do this every Thanksgiving. And uh, after he passed, I made the decision to pick up the mantle, and we're going to carry on that tradition. So a little bit later on, gather the children around the radio, and uh, we're going we're gonna to walk, walk you through the true meaning of Thanksgiving. A couple of big stories to share with you. First of all, uh, and this is this is no surprise. Now, Grace Baker, we have a we have a rule on this radio program when it comes to breaking news. And the rule is wait. Wait for the Just facts. Just wait for the facts to come in. And it drives people crazy, the left especially. Starnes is just a homophobe. We knew it all along. He's just a bad man. He hates gay people. That's why he's not commenting. No, no, no. That's not it at all. Oh, that's Starnes. He is a racist. That's why he's not talking about Juicy Smoulet. Shame on him. We love you, Juicy. No, there's a reason for it, Grace Baker. Yes. Because the facts tend to evolve. How dare you say that that Paul Pelosi wasn't hit on the head with a hammer, that it may have been something really inappropriate instead? Who do you think you are? Well, we're journalists, but... And we're waiting. We're waiting for the facts to come out. So anyway, we told you the story early on of what happened at the gay bar in Colorado Springs, Colorado. A horrible story. Thank God there was a a man there who's a a decorated military veteran. I believe he's a retired major. If I I remember reading that in in one of the, uh, the, the publications. Anyway, this guy was there with his uh, wife and his daughter and the daughter's boyfriend. They were caught up in the melee. The boyfriend was shot and killed. And um, as soon as the gunman opened fire, the military veteran just jumped and just started wailing on the guy. I mean, beating the holy living daylights out of this guy. There was a drag queen there. And I know you folks, uh, you get upset when I say that they wear the stiletto heels and the feather boas, but they do. And a lot of sequins, a lot of sequins, ladies and gentlemen. But the drag queen comes running over, takes off the stiletto heel, and like starts, no, maybe they didn't take off. They were smashing the gunman with the stiletto heel. And I say, you know what? Bash away. Do what you've got to do to stop this bad guy from killing people. And we can't, what troubles me about this story is that we all just can't come together as a nation and condemn this heinous violence and salute and celebrate the heroism that was demonstrated in that gay bar. There you go, Todd Stearns. You're not a real Christian. You're praising those people and they, how dare you? You need to get your heart right with the Lord. Really? Well, I don't think the Lord wants you to get shot up anywhere. 
And by the way, what do we say on this program every single every single day? How you want to live your life in America, that's up to you and God. And it's protected by the United States Constitution. You may not you may not approve of someone else's behavior, but you know what? It doesn't matter. People have a right to live their lives how they see fit thanks to the United States Constitution. But it just I I wish I could say it cracks me up, but I'm a little irritated today, folks. Because of this kind of nonsense, we can't just step back and say, thank goodness that there was a guy who was filled with that raging, toxic masculinity the left complains about all the time, and this guy literally put himself in the line of fire to save lives. I know because I'm getting poor Grace Baker getting the calls. Why is Todd talking about this? Shame on him. What? Really? We're going to be that crass? We're going to be that uncaring and unkind? No, not on this radio program. No, that's not how we play that game. So anyway, um, the story comes out. The mainstream media going bonkers over this. They immediately, immediately start blaming all of the Christian conservatives in America. And they say all the hate, all the vitriol, that's what's leading to these attacks on gay people. Now, I, I said early on, I'm not so sure about that because we haven't heard up until today, and we still haven't heard of a motive. We don't know why the guy did what he did. So all of that is just conjecture, speculation. But you have these people on the radio and on the TV, and they're accusing every Christian Every parent in America who has a problem with drag queen story time of being some sort of transphobic person. And I mean, the hate was pretty terrible. Some of the things they were saying were just simply horrendous. As a matter of fact, I want you to listen to Cut 14. This is uh, someone saying that Lauren Boebert, the congresswoman, and Tucker Carlson, they need to be flogged. They need to be punished for for defending these children against these radical sex and gender revolutionaries. Cut 14. You need to see accountability and consequences. So first, a real quick hate crime charge here on top of the homicide charges. I applaud that. That tells me prosecutors and police, they found quickly what they needed. That means they know this was a biased crime. This is likely, and since we've heard reports that the subject isn't cooperating with police, that means they likely found clear and convincing evidence on his devices. If he's a consumer of the people we just rattled off, from Lauren Boebert to Tucker Carlson, let's get it out. Let's get it out at trial. Let's expose it for what it is. Name it and shame it. He's a consumer of these people, and those people should should face civil consequences from the victims. Um, the other thing they, they want to deny is not only the, the safe harbor, but the way we resolve this. And by that, I mean, you know, you asked earlier, how do we how do we put a stop to hate? Well, one of the things you would normally do is teach young children in school. Um, here's what race is about here. Here's these other people over here who may seem different to you. Um, they have a different orientation. But you know what? Increasingly, states are saying, no, 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 you can't talk about race. Right or say the word gay, or teach anything in, in schools. So, so they deny yeah. the, the resolution mechanism that we would normally use. 
So this guy is saying that the government clearly was a fan of Lauren Boebert and watch Tucker Carlson all the time. Well, there's no proof of that, and I can't, st- I cannot sit here behind this big, beautiful, huge conservative microphone and tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that the guys never watched Fox News Channel. I can't tell you that because nobody knows that. This moron doesn't know that. Frank Figaluzzi is his name. He's a big loozy loser, is who that guy is. So anyway, all that, to, and then you've got the uh, the Colorado police chief coming out, and of course this entire thing is now politicized. And the Colorado police, uh, Colorado Springs police chief says we're going to be using pronouns to now identify victims. Cut thirteen. We respect all of our community members, including our LGBTQ community. Therefore, we will be identifying the victims by how they identified themselves and how their families have loved and identified them. The first person I'll identify is Kelly Loving. Kelly's pronouns are she, her. Daniel Aston. Daniel's pronouns are he, him. Derek Rump. Derek pronoun- Derek's pronouns are he, him. Ashley Paw, that's P-A-U-G-H. Ashley's pronouns are she, her. Raymond Green Vance. Raymond's pronouns are he, him. So there you have it. Uh, this was nothing more than an exercise in political correctness, and that was a shame and a travesty. But here's the bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. It turns out that the gunman is not some sort of a far right-wing Southern Baptist Pentecostal extremist. Turns out this guy is not some sort of, at least to our knowledge, some sort of an avid superfan of the Fox News channel. According to the official court documents, and this is why we're able to talk about this now, because there are official court documents, the gunman identifies as non-binary. As a matter of fact, the gunman goes by the pronouns they, them, and wants to be called MX. And this has thrown a great big wrench into the mainstream media's narrative. And you just have to hear the sheer confusion and frustration in the in the voice of Allison Camarado, the ex-Fox News gal, now anchoring a losing show on CNN, cut number 11. So attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, he, I don't know he, if anybody he, here not his, his lawyers. They's, they's I mean, background. You know, I don't know if. Okay, the, enough I, I of her. Enough, 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 enough. She doesn't know what to say. Well, uh, according to the section Gender Revolutionaries, you have to accept someone's gender identity whether they change it every single day or whether it's with the, uh, the the plumbing that the good Lord gave them at birth. You've got to accept that person no matter what they say. 
Now, I don't know. Look, the other part of this is apparently this kid went by another name until he was 16 and went through a name change. So all of that to say, just like Juicy Smoulet, just like Bubba Wallace, and just like the poor Covenant Catholic high school kids, you cannot believe these sorry so-and-so liars in the mainstream media. All right, we got to take a break. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARN. Or go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. And use the promo code Starns. Now, a couple other things here about this Colorado story. And I, I want to move on here. But first of all, you had to know something was up because we have yet to see the mugshot of the guy, right? There's been no mugshot, no motive released by authorities. And there's a reason for that. Whenever they withhold that information, there's a reason. And typically the reason is it conflicts with the drive-by media's narrative. Look at what's happened. Look at look look what happened with Paul Pelosi. We still don't have the mugshot. We don't have the motive. We've got nothing. Uh, from the attack on Paul Pelosi, the alleged attack on Paul Pelosi. But another thing, and again, just we we step back and we just look at the facts here. Why isn't the mainstream media really reporting the true story of what happened inside that uh, gay bar when a heterosexual man stood up and confronted the attacker? A heterosexual man, ladies and gentlemen, a heterosexual white guy stood up and took out the shooter. Nobody wants to talk about that. I, I, You can speculate as to why, but I suspect it just goes against the narrative. All right, coming up, uh, the Biden administration, they're releasing some talking points for all of you leftist children out there. Uh, they want you to have a chat with your uncle at Thanksgiving. We're going to go through that. Also, we got a lot of trivia today. We're going to give out some uh, copies of my uh, book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. That is we have gotten so many comments about that book. It's my first non-political book, and it's going pretty well. As a matter of fact, I was down at the local bookstore. Only two copies left on the bookshelves here. So here is a trivia question. We make this pretty simple. All you have to do is get the question right, and you win. All right, here we go. Uh, who says the Thanksgiving meal prayer in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? So there is a prayer delivered. Uh, right before the Thanksgiving meal and a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. We want to know which character delivers that prayer. So if you know, give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 
747-8868. We got a lot of a lot of news to get through. Also, folks, we're going to share with you the true meaning of Thanksgiving. So we want you to gather your youngsters around the uh, around the radio, around the smartphone, and we're going to share with them the story they're not going to hear about in their public schools. Again, who says that Thanksgiving meal prayer in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Our website is toddsterns.com, and we are live on Thanksgiving Eve. This is The Todd Stearns Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Stearns radio program. We are live from our flagship radio station, KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee. Hope you're getting ready to have a terrific Thanksgiving celebration tomorrow. Let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. We're going to start in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Barbara is listening to us on WHKP. Hi, Barbara. How are you today? Well, hi, Todd. I'm doing well, thank you, and I hope you are. I am. Now, Barbara, tell me about the big Thanksgiving feast uh, that you guys are going to be taking part in. Are you doing a lot of cooking for this one? Yes, I am. In fact, right now I'm making cornbread for the dressing tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of prep today so that tomorrow won't be a big <laughs> so, so no stovetop stuffing at Barbara's table? Oh, no, of course not. Never. <laughs> I love it. So what's on the menu? So if you got the cornbread dressing, you're heading in the right direction here. Yes, and of course, gravy, um, turkey. We're also having ham. We're having mashed potatoes. We're having green beans, mm. uh, cranberry salad, uh, pumpkin roll. <laughs> That's the one thing. And, and deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't go wrong with deviled eggs. I love those things. But I'm, I've never heard of a pumpkin roll before. What's that? Well, it's just a thin cake layer that you make with pumpkin and, um, you know, cook it and then you roll it up till it cools and then you unroll it and use a cream cheese, um, powdered sugar, butter, um, concoction that you spread on it. Then you roll it back up and then you slice it, you know, so. 
Wow, Barbara, you're going to have to set an extra plate at the table. Uh, I'll have to do the, uh, the the map quest to see how far it is from Hendersonville to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sure welcome anytime. Barbara, let's let's try to win you a prize here. Uh, we're doing some Thanksgiving themed trivia, and uh, we started out with the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. There was actually a prayer delivered uh, during that segment. Uh, who delivered that prayer, Barbara? Was it Linus? Well, let's go to the audio and see. In the year 1621, the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. Amen. And Barbara, it turns out that you are correct. Fantastic. It was indeed Linus. I love those old cartoons. They don't make them like that anymore, Barbara. No, they don't. Well, Barbara, we're going to put you on hold, and I'm going to send you a copy of my latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, devotions with a drawl it's got some great recipes in there but it sounds like you na- you may need to write your own cookbook no i will certainly try your recipes because i i try lots of new recipes so yes that will be such a blessing thank you so much todd well you're welcome barbara happy thanksgiving to you and your family well happy thanksgiving to you and thank you again all you right. have a very blessed day. All right, hang tight, Barbara, and uh, we're going to get you uh, a copy of uh, our daily biscuit devotions with a drawl. And, uh, folks, look, we want to hear from you as well. It's uh, it's going to be a leisurely show today. Uh, we have some great guests coming up, but we want to know, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What's going to be on that big Thanksgiving table? Do you and your family have any sorts of traditions? Give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. So Mike Pompeo is uh, making some news. Uh, Pompeo's looking at a run for the White House. And I think the guy would make a great president. I'm not sure he's going to do well against Trump. I mean, the, uh, the polling data out there, nobody's beating Trump, not even Ron DeSantis. But Pompeo is uh, making some headlines and ruffling feathers. Uh, Pompeo did an interview with Semaphore, and uh, this publication uh, asked him about the most dangerous person in the world. Now, when you ask the former Secretary of State, who do you think the most dangerous person in the world is, you immediately think of, I don't know, Putin. You might uh, be thinking about um, Chairman Chairman Kim from North Korea, Xi Jinping, uh, the most dangerous person in the world. But that's not who Pompeo picked. As a matter of fact, Pompeo said the most dangerous person in the world is Randy Weingarten, the leader of the teachers' union here in the United States of America. And that has triggered every union worker in the country. But Pompeo actually has a very good point here. As uh, I pointed out and wrote this uh, a couple of years ago, back in 2019 in my book, Culture Jihad, that the radical leftists were actually using our nation's public education system to advance their radical agenda. 
So in essence, the reason why our country has changed so radically over such a short amount of time is because of the indoctrination that's happening inside our public school classrooms. Now, many moms and dads, you weren't aware. You had plenty of stuff to do. I mean, you send your kids, just like grandma and grandpa and great-grandma and great-grandpa, you sent your kids to school, and they had a school marm, a teacher, and you learned your lessons. You learned how to add and subtract, and you learned how to read and write. You learned about dissecting a frog. If little boys went to shop class and they learned how to change tires and change the oil and how to build shelves and little girls learned how to make delicious pancakes and waffles with blueberries on top, that's how life was in America. And you know what? We won world wars when we had an education system like that. And if you made a mistake, you screwed up. It wasn't the teacher's fault. You got your butt spanked in the school, and then you got it twice as hard once you got home. And guess what? Generations of American boys and girls grew up. They became patriots. They became hardworking taxpayers, respectable citizens and community leaders. And they don't do that anymore. Now you go to school, your poor kid comes home, and they don't even know what their pronouns are. So I think Pompeo is right here when he says that the most dangerous person in the world is the leader of the teachers' union right here in the United States of America. Our public schools have destabilized our country, folks. Go, I'll give you an example. When you go back to 2008 and there was the raging debate over gay marriage in California, right? Not, not Tennessee, not, not Mississippi, California. As a matter of fact, when the vote on Prop 8, which is what it was called, when the vote, when the people went and they had their say at the ballot box, the people of California, not Mississippi, not Tennessee, not Georgia, California voted down gay marriage. That was back in 2008. They were so afraid of a similar proposition failing in New York State that the lawmakers intervened and decided they weren't going to give the people of New York a say on the matter. So how do we go from 2008 to where we are now, where you have companies openly promoting pedophilia and pornography, child pornography, on social media? How did that happen? Well, the answer is very simple. It happened inside our taxpayer-funded classrooms. And many of you folks were checked out until the pandemic hit. And then all of a sudden, you're everybody's stuck at home, and you, you got nothing else to do, so you're watching what your kids are learning on the Zoom, and you realize, wait, 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 what? You're teaching them what? And this is why so many people are coming out of these public schools, and they're socialist. They're pledging their allegiance to communism. They don't know their pronouns. And they want the complete destruction of the United States as we know it. That, that's what's happening. So I, I agree with Mike Pompeo. If you're looking at the most dangerous person in the world, it is the head of the teachers' union. And we've got to do something about this, ladies and gentlemen. If we do not, we are going to, we are going to lose this country. I have hope in America. I, I believe that we, the people, will do the right thing. But it's going to be an uphill climb. What say you? Who do you think the most dangerous person in the world is? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868.
Now, Grace Baker, you left me some artwork here in the studio. You, this is very clever. I didn't realize you were that artistic. I missed my calling. No, uh, art no, by Grace is what uh, what it's called. I had here. to leave a signature. Well, I took I took a, a, a photograph of this. It's up on the Instagram page. Oh no, and folks! You got to follow us on Instagram. Todd Stearns FNC. I got one of the little uh, blue check marks or whatever. Oh. It says "Gobble Gobble Biden." Yes, I love it. It's our you know president. That's why I gave him a little top hat. He's a turkey. He's a turkey. Oh, oh I get it now. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, All right. there it is. Well, folks, go over, during the break, go over to the uh, go over to the Instagram and check out the uh, the great artwork that uh, Grace Baker left here. Good to have you back from vacation and the sick leave. Yes, that was that was rough. I'm glad to be well for Thanksgiving. Yeah, apparently the flu is like sweeping through Memphis yeah. right now. Yeah, well, I got it in Florida, is, that's for sure. Which is not good. No. All right, folks, we've got to take a break here, pay some bills. Got to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative wireless carrier, and they're also a Christian-owned company. And they have some great, great Thanksgiving deals just for you, listeners of the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd, and you'll find out all sorts of great information. You say, do they actually cover my area? A great question. All you have to do is type in your zip code, and they'll they'll show you. Lickety split takes like three seconds. Uh, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Use my promo code Todd, T-O-G-D, and they're going to give you free premier activation. They're also going to throw in a free gift. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, they're going to do something even more special. They're going to give you an additional discount. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, or give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And be sure to use that promo code Todd. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Grace Baker, I'm curious. Uh, does the uh, the Baker family do they uh, do they watch the big Thanksgiving Day parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade? Well, I have younger brothers, so it's normally like on in the background, but it's definitely not something we. I, you know what? As a younger kid, I watched it. I would sit down and watch it, and I always liked seeing the big floats and Santa at the end. So you know, it wasn't until a couple of years ago, and I think it was with Kinky Boots. When they had the big, huge performance by the cast of Kinky Boots, oh boy! And you know, you got the little kids, you know, in front of the TV because oh, yeah. you know they they want to see the big, you know, floats and the balloons. Of course. 
And uh, all of a sudden, Kinky Boots comes on, and, you know, Mommy and Daddy are having to have some difficult questions around the supper table. See, I always hated it when they had the theater performances. I was like, I just want to see the floats. I don't care about this stuff. This year's parade is going to feature the the queer Big Apple Corps. No. Oh, yeah, 200 strong. Um, the queer Big Apple Corps, formerly <laughs> known as the lesbian and gay Big Apple Corps. Oh, so they shortened it a little bit. I think they wanted to be more inclusive. They uh, got Oh, they, that's true. They, they've got to get the 97 other genders in that's there. That's a lot. It's hard to fit those on a t-shirt. Yeah, you got that right. So they had to shorten it. Uh, they are the world's only curts. So they do a curtsy. Of course they do. Of course they do. Since its formation in 1979, the band has represented the LGBTQIA plus community. And it brought the sound of love and joy to audiences across the Fruited Plain. It's the 43rd anniversary of the Queer Big Apple Corps. Why'd they have to call it an Apple Corps? <laughs> you got me on that uh. one. You got me on that one. So just a heads up, ladies and gentlemen, in, clay, in case uh, you know the kids are wondering, um, Mommy, what is a Queer Big Apple? So, I mean, they're going to, kids are going to want to know, you know, they, they, this does not come naturally to the children. So anyway, God forbid, we don't know. No, we don't know if the, if we're going to have any like LGBT balloons. We, we do not know. We'll find out though. We'll, we'll research that for you. I mean, do you think it's like a giant apple core? Well, I don't know. Flying. I mean, it could be like, I don't know, Elton John, a big inflatable oh Elton John, gosh. or I don't know. Or a drag queen. You know, I half expected there to be drag queens marching yeah, in I, this year's parade. Oh, man. I, w- I would think so, too, but I don't know. So the musical entertainment, I don't know who any of these people are. I'm going to run these by you. Okay, I'm going to try. Pitch Perfect Bumper uh, bumper in Berlin. I know Pitch Perfect, like the movie Somebody series. named Betty who, I guess. Is, okay, is I know this, her. Is she a girl? Yeah. She's a she. That's a girl. Right, can't tell. All right. Big Time Rush. Yep, know them. Wow. All it's right. a boy band. Okay. Uh, someone named Blanco Brown. I know that name. Someone named Cam. I, the country singer. Oh, Dionne Warwick. I know her. She's I don't good. know. <laughs> uh, Grace, don't even get me started. <laughs> Fitz and the Tantrums. Yes, I know them. All right. I think they're going to be on the Lego float. And then Gloria Estefan is going to be there with her munchkins, her oh. little kids. And, um, oh, this is nice. Uh, Jordan Sparks. Wasn't she from, like, American Idol or yes, something? Yes, American Idol. And somebody named Josh Stone. I don't know Josh Stone. She was on the Hall. She's going to be on the Hallmark Channel float. Oh. And Kirk Franklin. Oh, yeah. Of course I know Kirk Franklin. Oh, Miss America's going to be there, too. Oh. There you go. So, see, there's some names you there know. There are some people. Paula there's, Abdul. you got to do. Oh, of course, Paula. Do you know? Oh, Trombone Shorty. And Who? Arlene's Avenue. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't. It's a brass band. Gotcha. So anyway, there you go. That's your Thanksgiving. You know, I had to cover that when I was in New York City uh, when I worked at Fox News Channel. Was that horrible? Or it fun? was. It it was entertaining, but there's not much. I mean, you know, you're standing along the parade route. No, the only people who can sit in the stands are Macy's employees and their families. That's really? it. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of a nice thing they do for the Macy's workers. But everybody else, you got to stand up. And so you're there for hours. And I remember I was over at Columbus Avenue, and I was able to sneak out. I just needed to get a photograph and do a screenshot. And I remember I was – the police officer let me out, 
but then I guess he and then he locked me out. So what? I was I was literally in the parade. Oh, well not and everyone like, can say that. No, I'm like holy cow because because bearing down on me was the giant SpongeBob inflatable balloon. I thought you were going to get stuck on the Sesame Street parade float. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, there's a great photograph on the Facebook page somewhere of of this giant SpongeBob SquarePants dude looming over me as I'm reporting there in New York City. I bet that was a little terrifying. It was it was weird, but I'll tell you, my new office, so we got new offices at Fox, and my new office, you could actually sit on the, I think it was the 28th floor, and you could actually watch the balloons just pass by. It was a great vantage point. That is a great It was pretty benefit. nice, actually. All right, look, we've got to take a break here and uh, pay some bills. Top of the hour news. Another trivia question we're going to throw out uh, for you. Uh, this is uh, for all of you folks out there who might know your Thanksgiving history. What city is home? to the oldest Thanksgiving parade. The city with the oldest Thanksgiving parade. Is it New York City? Is it Chicago or Philadelphia? Give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show on this Thanksgiving Eve edition. Hope you're doing great wherever you might be uh, today and uh, getting ready for big doings tomorrow so save your appetite america you're gonna have a lot of eating to do tomorrow uh by the way coming up in just a little while we're going to be talking to our good friend uh, dr paul Chample from lancaster baptist church they're doing something very clever and very unique and something that your church ought to be doing uh they're they're educating kids about great Americans, uh, talking about our history, our founding fathers. So we're going to be talking with Pastor Chapel a little bit later on uh, about that. Uh, in the meantime, we gave out a trivia. We're doing a lot of trivia today, and uh, we threw out a question right before we had to take a break. I want to go to the phones. Let's uh, talk to Tony in Gainesville, Georgia. Hi, Tony. How are you today? Fine, Todd. How about yourself? Tony, doing well. Doing well. Thank you for asking. All right. Well, here is the question we have on the table. We want to know which city is home to the oldest Thanksgiving parade. Is it New York? Is it Philadelphia or Chicago? Well, I thought it might be Detroit, but that wasn't one of the answers for the, for the famous um, department store there. Uh, I forget the name of it now, but Hudson's department store. But uh, I just get Philadelphia. Yeah, that's it. Philadelphia started in 1924, by the way. 
and uh, or I'm sorry, 1920. And your it was a famous department store. It was Gimbel's, uh, which you might remember is the is the department store in the um, in the Miracle on 34th Street, the competitive uh, the the competing department store against Macy's. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first, believe it or not, the first Thanksgiving parade, Tony, only had 50 people. 15 cars and a firefighter dressed like Santa Claus. So there you go. Uh, so those were the good old days. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Tony, we're going to put you on hold, and uh, you just won yourself a copy of our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Draw. Thank you for playing. Uh, let's go to Gene in Iowa. Gene has a question. Gene, what's on your mind? Well, I was going to ask you if you were going to do a promo. And do a great turkey drop down there, Memphis. Gene, this is a terrific question you ask, uh, and you're, of course, referring to the great turkey drop sponsored by WKRP in Cincinnati back in the day. One of the best comedy bits in, in, in TV history, in my estimation. Yeah, I figured that, you know, you need some light stuff on your show because the way things are going in the country right now, it's such a downer, you know. You know, we thought about it, and uh, fortunately, Kyle is the one who really talked us out of it because I said, guys, what do you think? About, what if we get a helicopter? We can rent a helicopter. We can hover it over the broadcast center, and we can throw turkeys out. And Kyle was like, well, he goes, isn't that against the law? I mean, Joe Biden? You, you're going to throw Joe Biden out the out the, out the helicopter? So yeah, it was a good point. Be, that might be an issue. That might be an issue. Yeah, I don't need PETA folks knocking on the front door, Gene. Got enough problems as is. Well, you got to find a herb to take care of them. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> you know, uh, Gene, if you've, you know, WKRP is back on uh, one of the, is it Netflix or somebody's got a WKRP in Cincinnati? But there was a big problem with the music because, you know, they used to play music, rock music as a part of the show. And they made them take all the music out. And it's just, it's just not as good. No, it's not as good not as good and it makes me sad to think of so many of the actors are gone you know uh tim reed and uh howard Hessman. is and, lonnie uh, anderson still with us i can't remember if she's uh i believe she is uh uh yeah i believe she's still with us and uh jan smithers is still with us but uh and, and i took it kind of hard when i trying to remember his name Mr. Carlson, but his, his real name, I, when he passed away, I don't know, it just kind of hit me kind of hard because I really enjoyed him. Well, he was he was a great character actor uh, back in the day. You know who is still alive is Les Nesman. Uh, Richard Sanders is still living. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's times whenever you kind of remind me of him. Okay, we're we're gonna hang up on you now. You gotta say goodbye. Okay. Oh, Gene, come on, really? Well, I would be in the helicopter throwing the turkeys out the window. That's what I would be doing. Oh, you'd be up there like Herb and and Mr. Carlson. If what was the great (laughs) line? As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Yes, yes, that was the line. By the way, they can fly at least. Wild one can. 
Well, there you go. There you go. WKRP in Cincinnati. It was a great, great uh, TV show from the 70s, folks. And I would tell you to go and, and check it out, but I don't want you to see what they've done to it by stripping all the music out. That's just terrible. By the way, Gordon Jump was the uh, the guy who played uh, the general manager. Uh, he played Arthur Carlson. Hey, Gene, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, folks, we are taking, we're, we're going to make it open line Friday, even though it's Wednesday. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, it's interesting because when you when you go back in, in American history, and if you remember uh, what you learned about the Pilgrims and their journey across the Atlantic Ocean to Plymouth Rock, it's really more of a, a sanitized version of what happened. And even in even in the most conservative of schools, the the telling of the of the pilgrims and the first Thanksgiving, it really portrays the Indians as the the rock stars. And our good friend Rush Limbaugh, every Thanksgiving would would take a segment from his program and he would talk about the the true story of Thanksgiving in America. And it's a fascinating story because, yes, the Indians were very instrumental and very helpful to the pilgrims, but there's much more to the story. And there's a lot the Indians were not a part of. And honestly, the reason why the pilgrims flourished had nothing to do with the Indians, as Rush Limbaugh once told us. So I want to share with you just for a few moments here um, the true story of Thanksgiving and what happened as that little band of pilgrims came across to this country, and many of them died. Many of them did not survive the journey. Those who did, uh, there was disease. There was starvation. It was a terrible time. I mean, it was a miracle, just a miracle that any of them survived. But when they made that journey, there was a decision made by all of the pilgrims there in that tiny little boat called the Mayflower. And that that document they all agreed on was called the Mayflower Compact. And this was basically the, the set-upon rules, the agreed-upon rules, the laws that would govern their colony once they got to the New World. It was very interesting because when you go back and read the Mayflower Compact, you, you realize right away that all of the laws they came up with were were pulled from the Holy Bible, from the Old Testament, and from the New Testament. You see, in our public education system today, they don't want you to know that our founding fathers, the, the pilgrims who came to this country, did so on a religious journey. These were people that were being persecuted for not following the the tenets and the teachings of the Church of England. These were people that wanted to come and practice their religion in the New World. And they set up this compact, this agreement, that they would abide by these rules and regulations that came from the Scriptures. And it's all well documented, and you you can read it for yourself. But again, when they came here, they were not super wealthy people. Many of them had no money at all. Many of them had investors. They had business owners that funded the journey, and they were expecting to be paid. They wanted a payment for um, for their services. They covered the cost of the, of the ship and the captain and all the sailors. 
they financed the journey. And so once the pilgrims got settled, they had to figure out a way to repay what they owed. And so right away, they came up with this idea that there would be one bank, there would be one store, and everybody would have an equal portion. It didn't matter how hard you worked. It didn't matter if you didn't work at all, because everybody got the same equal portion of everything. But there was one problem with that. And by the way, I believe today we call that sort of collectivism socialism. But there was a big problem because it turned out that nobody was doing anything. And there was no incentive to work hard. There was no incentive to get up and go the extra mile. And William Bradford, who was the governor of the colony, finally finally realized they had a great big problem. And they had to fix it, otherwise they would all die. They would perish. You see, nobody owned anything. Everything belonged to the, to the community. Everything belonged to the common store. It was basically an early version of a commune. That's what it was. So Branford is the governor of this colony, and he realizes, hey, something's not working here. And so they came up with, with a plan B, because clearly this version of socialism was not working, where everybody gets an equal portion. So what, what did they do? Well, they divided up the land. Everybody got a plot of land. Every family was given a plot of land. And they could do whatever they wanted to with that plot of land. They could build a hotel. They could build a farm. They could build a house. They could do whatever they wanted to do. It was on them. If somebody wanted to turn it into a store or a restaurant or a diner, they were free to do that. In essence, what William Branford was doing was unleashing capitalism. They didn't call it that. They didn't know that that was what they were doing. But this was capitalism in action. As Rush said, long before Karl Marx was even born, long before Karl Marx was a sperm cell in his father's dreams, the pilgrims had discovered and experimented with what could only be described as socialism. And they found it didn't work. Now, it wasn't called that then, but that's exactly what it was. Everybody gave it an equal share. You know what happened? Nobody did anything. There was no incentive. Nothing worked. Nothing happened. And so William Bradford, after putting everybody in a common store, they wanted to be fair. They wanted everybody to at least have a shot at survival, but it did not work. There was no prosperity. There was no creativity. And again, because there was no incentive to be creative. And that's why they came up with this idea of letting every man be his own man, to live in those early days the American dream. And that's really what they were celebrating on that first Thanksgiving, because they were able to pay off their debts. Soon people in the old world were beginning to hear about the prosperity that was happening in the new world, and they came here. And it was that early beginning where we almost lost what would have been America because of socialism, that they the, the pilgrims embraced capitalism, and as a result, they were able to flourish. 
were the Indians a big part of that? Yes, they were. They, they taught the pilgrims how to fish and farm, to live off the land. But that's not why they flourished. That's not why they succeeded. It was because of the introduction of this idea in its infancy called capitalism. And that's really what they were celebrating on that first Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving that became one of hundreds as we now celebrate the most exceptional nation on earth. And what a great thing that Rush Limbaugh brought to the radio airwaves and one that a story that we plan to continue to share in the years to come on this program, noon to three Eastern. All right, we've got to take a break here as we do another trivia question. I told you we got a lot of trivia questions. Grace Baker working very hard today. Which president made Thanksgiving a permanent national holiday? Who was that? Which president made Thanksgiving a permanent national holiday? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. folks. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the beautiful state of Maine. WLOP. Dina is on the line. Hi, Dina. How are you today? Hello, Dina. All right, let's go to Kathy. Uh, Kathy in Georgia. Kathy, how are you? I'm doing well. Wonderful. Now, Kathy, are you getting ready for Thanksgiving? What's on the uh, the menu for tomorrow? Oh, the usual turkey. We've got about uh, 15, 16 people coming, and everyone's bringing uh, the side dishes, but I'm in the middle of making dressing right now. Oh, you got to make the dressing, and that's a, that is a labor-intensive project. Yes, it is, but it's it's worth it. Now, now, Kathy, do you do the cornbread in the uh, cast iron skillet? Uh, I have to have a bigger. I don't have a cast iron skillet as big, but mine is part bread and part cornbread. Oh, that's I'm interesting. from the West, and that's how we kind of do it. So you, a little half and half there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. I love it. I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to try that one of these days. Well, Kathy, let's try to win you a prize. Uh, The question, which president made Thanksgiving a permanent national holiday? Who was that? This is a guess, but I thought it was uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's a good guess, Kathy. Uh, You're right. Honest Abe. October 3rd, 1863, and uh, he declared that we would celebrate Thanksgiving on November 26th. And so the very first Thanksgiving was November 26th, 1863. Congratulations. Thank you. Kathy, we're going to put you on hold, and Grace is going to get all of your info. We're going to send you a copy of uh, my latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, 
devotions with a drawl. So there you go. And by the way, folks, if you haven't been over to the store, now is a great time to check that out. You know, we have what Cyber Monday coming up. Uh, that is a wonderful opportunity for you to purchase uh, some great items, maybe get a copy of uh, one of my books. I think all seven of the books that I've written are there, and uh, you can get yourself a copy or buy one for your loved one. We also have some pretty awesome tumblers and mugs, too. Again, that's toddstarns.com. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to our good friend, Pastor Paul Chapel from Lancaster, California. They're doing something pretty cool to educate boys and girls about great Americans, and we're going to tell you all about that. All right, stick around, folks. It is Thanksgiving Eve here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. asked me to pass along a message to all of America here. Whatever you do, please do not put a frozen turkey into a vat of boiling oil. Do not do that. Otherwise, you're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving down at the homeless shelter and possibly the burn unit. So you got to be careful with those deep fried turkeys. So it's going to be tough. By the way, Grace Baker, I was checking out the forecast, and they were warning people it could be a rainy Thanksgiving. Oh, so man. you might have to you might have to roast that turkey instead of the deep fryer. That's always a bummer. We're doing a smoked pork butt too. So wow. multi multi protein Thanksgiving at the Stearns family. You got family. options. We have plenty of options. I'm bringing the pies. Oh yeah, you're covered with the pies. Uh, we're, we're covered with. We're going to call you Mr. Pie Man. I, <laughs> I love it. All right, thanks, Grace. And let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. A good friend of this program, the pastor at Lancaster Baptist Church, president of West Coast Baptist College, our good friend, Doctor Paul Chapel. Hey, Doctor Chapel, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Todd. Sounds like you're going to eat well this week. Probably not as good as you guys, though. Uh, Mrs. Chapel is not only an incredible chef, but she's also a cookbook author. So I have to imagine you guys are going to have quite the spread. Well, she's uh, trying some new recipes out, so we're we're all excited to see what it's going to be. So now, how many people? I'm just I'm just curious here. How many people are going to be at the big Thanksgiving gathering that you guys are hosting? Well, we're over 30, I know that much, and there's usually friends that get brought in, so she always cooks for an extra 10 or 12. And you, how many, and how many grandkids now? We have 11 grandkids, and Ooh. so they're gonna, they'll be front and center. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Dr. Chapel, I was uh, on social media the other day, and I, I saw some, some pictures of a big event that you guys do annually, and it is such a clever thing, um, because it's teaching kids about, um, some of the great Americans, some of our great patriots, and I want you to tell our listeners uh, what you guys do there. Well, we have a wonderful K-12 through Christian school, and of course it's uh, such a blessing, especially with all of the, the woke issues and, and really uh, sin issues in the, in the public school system. And so the, the children are taught not only to, to know and to love God, but to know and love their country. And every one of the children, K-6, through six, is allowed to pick a great American, we give them a list of about a hundred, ranging from Booker T. Washington to George Washington to Neil Armstrong, and they write a report on their uh, favorite American, and then they dress the part and come to school. They give speeches, they sing songs, and 
Uh, then they bring their best work to the entire church family, and it's just a great night to remember our Christian heritage and, and the great patriots as well that have made our country great. This is such a refreshing thing to hear because in a lot of public schools around the country, uh, Dr. Chapel, uh, many of our founding fathers and our great patriots uh, that have made America exceptional are, are looked down on or they're frowned upon or in some cases just completely erased. Yes, they're being banned. And the fact of the matter is that the people that are banning these great Americans have just as many or more flaws as did the great Americans. And uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous to mark people out of history who who carved our country into existence, who sacrificed in wars and uh, in difficult times to to make our country what it is. And so, uh, we encourage the young people to learn about the good things that they did. And uh, we're glad to have discussions about perhaps some things that took place that that should not be repeated. But we're not going to just wipe away all of our history and revise it at, at our own whims. And it's a great country that we live in, and we have been blessed with just such a heritage of people, even this holiday, the fact that uh, Abraham Lincoln and, of course, others prior determined that we should stop as a nation and be thankful, and, and not just to one another, but to be thankful to our Creator. And uh, this is the type of nation that we're blessed to live in, and we want our children to celebrate it. When you look back on the, the writings of William Bradford and some of the, the early pilgrims, knowing that they felt like they were on a, a mission for God, you know, that, that God wanted them to come to this country to establish the colony and, you know, to see that Mayflower Compact or the Mayflower Compact with uh, all of the uh, the teachings from the Bible uh, governing how they would conduct themselves in in the new world. I mean, that's something that they don't teach in public schools. No, but it's a fact, and this is this is why our founders came. They were seeking religious liberty and and uh, to to try to create the idea that they were all just you know profiteering and and seeking uh, seeking to make money or seeking to colonialize from the standpoint of just you know gaining territory for themselves. It's completely the opposite of what really happened. And these people came here with the fear of God in their hearts, and they expressed that even even on that first Thanksgiving when so many who had come originally had died during the rough winters. They still paused and gave thanks to God. It shows really the depth of their faith. You know, one of the things I really love about Lancaster is that there is, it's really almost a throwback to the way it was meant to be, where the churches were places where children attended school, where they were educated. Um, and, you know, looking back at Harvard, uh, which Harvard University, which was meant to train up preacher boys, and Lord knows they're not doing that these days. Right. But, but it's something exciting, at, not just with the K through 12 school, but also with the Baptist, with the Bible college. That's right. Well, Jonathan Witherspoon, who was the first president at Princeton, said, Cursed be all learning that is not subject to the cross of Jesus Christ. And we really believe that Jesus needs to be at the center of education, and that includes the young people, that includes, of course, the students in the Bible College, and and uh, we're just thrilled that over 3,000 of our graduates are out in the pastorate, working as assistant pastors, missionaries, and so forth. And in California, I'm curious, how is the K-12 through uh, school, how is that accepted in the community there? It's accepted well. Uh, in fact, I drive by some public schools on the way to, to the church every day, and I, I really wonder, how can parents 
uh, even put their children into a school that's going to cause them to question something as basic as their identity as a person. And how can they put them into a school that's going to teach them, not always, but sometimes to disrespect authority, including police officers and so forth. And so a large number of of families are grateful for private Christian education and take advantage of it. And you've got some great sports programs, too. I, I hear the football team yeah, did well this year. They did well. We went to the semi-playoffs and, and uh, lost uh, on a cold Friday night, last Friday night, to Hesperia Christian. But our boys had a great season. They they finished the season 10-3 and three and had a great testimony for the Lord, and, and uh, we're thankful for that. Pastor, I love Lancaster. I just don't get the weather over there. I mean, it's, you know, y'all are in the high desert. It's like 112, and then at night it's 30 degrees. I, yeah. yeah. I don't understand. We, we get a big swing. We'll get a 40-degree swing, 50 degrees sometimes, but it's a beautiful day today, and uh, we're, we're thankful for the, for the season of, of Thanksgiving and thankful for the crisp weather and uh, looking forward to, to celebrating what God has done. Now, if people want to get information on the Great Americans program, uh, how, where should they go to, to get more info on that on, and how to do that? They could go to the LancasterBaptist.org, and they'll find some of the pictures and writings there and also a link to Lancaster Baptist School. And if it's an educator or a homeschooler that's listening, they could feel free to call our school office to find out more about the curriculum and more about the different ones Uh, that the students write about. What a great idea. Well, Pastor, we're going to leave it there and uh, just hope you and Mrs. Chapel and the family have a great Thanksgiving. You as well, Todd. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all of your listeners. All right, Pastor Paul Chample, everybody, from Lancaster Baptist Church, West Coast Baptist College. They also have a K-12 Christian school all there on the same campus, and it's just unbelievable. If you want information on this Great Americans program, and as you heard Pastor Chapel say, uh, if it's if you're a private Christian school or maybe you're homeschool, they have some great information for you at LancasterBaptist.org, and we're going to post that on our uh, live show blog. All right, 844-747-8868. Grace, let's uh, do another trivia question here. Uh, this is regarding live critters. Uh, we need to know which president received a live raccoon as a Thanksgiving present. I'm, I will be stunned if anyone just knows this right off the top of their mind, but a president received a live raccoon as a Thanksgiving gift. Who was that? 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's get right to the phones on this Thanksgiving Eve. Let's go to Randy in Pennsylvania. Randy, I hope you're doing well today. Doing great. Well, fantastic. So, Randy, we've got a trivia question uh, out on the table, and it involves a, a certain president who is Grace Baker. Why are you laughing at me? Because it's a difficult question. It is a difficult question. And it's a funny, once you know the story, it's pretty hilarious as well. And I'm trying to find my... It's okay. My I, I got it. I got it handled. So All right. So, Randy, we're going to let Grace handle this. Where did I put okay, the last first of trivia question? It's okay. It's okay. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So here's the question. Which president received a live raccoon as a Thanksgiving present? 
Do you have the answer, Randy? Well, I'm going to take a guess, but just because he was an outdoor kind of guy, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, 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 Randy, I'm sorry. That is a great guess. I would have actually guessed that, Randy, but that's uh, incorrect. Grace, let's go to Tom in North Carolina. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, uh, hey, Todd Starnes, what's going on? Well, you're hanging out with uh, Grace Baker and, and myself because I've lost my notes here. <laughs> I don't know what has happened here. Tom, Grace well, is going to take it from here. Yes, Tom, I'm just going to repeat hey. the question, and I'm going to let you have the floor. Which president okay. received a live raccoon as a Thanksgiving present? Well, let, let me let uh, Floyd answer this one, okay? Because because Calvin Coolidge was was my president. And Andy would say, well, Floyd, Calvin Coolidge didn't say everything, but, but, but yes, he did. By the way, Todd, do you need, you need a haircut? So Grace I'll is freaking... Calvin Coolidge. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and the, the Andy Griffith Show impressions get you bonus points. Hey, oh, and I got another bonus. I go to church with Lockwood, whom we all love dearly, right? Out, yes, Lockwood yeah. owns the talk station. The talk station. Wait in North Carolina. And the, and the raccoon's name was Rebecca. It was a female raccoon. That is correct. Wow. Do you know where she came from? What state? Oh, golly. Ooh, I got it? you stumped. He's oh, already he's already won twice. I know, I know. <laughs> we're we're going to give you the book, but just as a just as an extra little tidbit, she came from Mississippi. Mississippi. Wow. And and the and the kicker there, I found my notes, Grace Baker. Oh, Fine. about time. Geez. Um it turns out Rebecca the Rebecca the the raccoon was meant to be served uh, for Thanksgiving dinner at the at the White House in 1926. Something tells me it was not served. I'll just leave it there. Wow. This Tom, is we're, awesome. We're well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Todd. I'm a faithful listener. Uh, listening right now on the app, on, on the KWAM app that I downloaded. Plus, when I'm in the car, I have it on 107.1, the talk station, WTKS. Well, and uh, we love you guys. Well, Tom, we appreciate you, and happy Thanksgiving. I want you to hang tight for me, though. I'm going to get your information off the air. We don't want to give that out. And we're going to get you a signed Daily great. Biscuit book, okay? All right. Thank okay, you, Grace. Thank you very much. All right. Hang on, Tom. Don't go anywhere. Golly. You know what it is, Grace? I've this The weather change, we've been like in the 20s, and now it's the th- what's going to be 50 uh, yeah. degrees? Yes. No, 65 today. Oh, geez, like literally I was in Florida and it was 80-something degrees, and I come back and it's 30. I'm like, what happened? My voice is shot and flu is raging across the area, so I'm trying to keep it together so we can get through, soldier through the show. We got to keep you well. I will take possible home remedies if people have some, uh, because I've been nursing the, uh, I've been doing the tea, the organic tea stuff, uh, and I'm not sure that actually is working. <laughs> it just keeps your throat warm. That's oh, is that what, it, what does? it does? All right, very good. Well, thank you, Grace Baker. Uh, this news coming from the White House, ladies and gentlemen, and the World Health Organization. Uh, White House was very concerned that um, that the word monkeypox. Uh, was offensive to um, to minority groups, to people of color. So the White House has petitioned the World Health Organization to rename monkeypox. This is according to a report from Politico. According to the Biden administration, they believe the name monkeypox carries an unnecessary stigma 
for people of color. Uh, the monkeypox outbreak, by the way, is now a global health emergency. And uh, the WHO says they understand the White House's concerns, and they are going to rename monkeypox. Now it's it's going to be called mpox, as in mpox, as in mbop. So mpox, so, so it, the letter M, P O X. And at at this point, you have to wonder, okay, well, what's next? I mean, what else will the Biden administration demand to be renamed because it might be offensive? And I'm still not quite sure I understand why the Biden administration believes the word monkeypox would be offensive to people of color. They have yet to explain that. It seems to me that that's, that says more about their thinking and their personal prejudices than it does ours. But anyway, I do wonder if they're going to consider actually renaming smallpox because it might be offensive to the little people. I mean, just something to think about there. Uh, Interesting story out of San Francisco, and it involves a person who was the head honcho of their election board. Uh, This guy had been on the job for 20-plus years, and now he has been fired from his job his name is John Arntz. Uh, Mr. Arntz, um, just over the past year, managed over five elections here in San Francisco. And by all accounts, he did a good job. There have been no national scandals, nothing. All the votes get counted on Election Day. And I don't know if this guy's a Democrat or a Republican. I have no idea. But anyway, the guy got fired. And here's the reason why. Uh, the city's election commission says they need to give the job to a non-white person. So here you have a guy. He's been on the job 20-plus years, doing a great job. But because he is of the Caucasian persuasion, the city's election commission is giving him the heave-ho. San Francisco says it's part of a racial equity plan. But even some Democrats are pretty upset about this. Supervisor, which is their city council position, Supervisor Aaron Paskin, says the decision to boot Mr. Arntz was malfeasance. Even Mayor London Breed is going, what the heck are you people doing? I mean, folks, did you think that you would ever see a time in American history where a person would be fired because they just happen to be white? This is what's happening in San Francisco, hiring people for the color of their skin instead of their ability to do the job. This is not a dream, ladies and gentlemen. This is a real-time nightmare. So my question is, where do you draw the line? I mean, at what point do you – I mean, if we're talking about racial equity, are they going to step in and tell the uh, the NBA team in San Francisco or the NFL team they've got to fire a bunch of uh, black players for racial equity? Something tells me it doesn't it doesn't go like that. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. This is Thanksgiving Eve. University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. 
this American ride. Stop, Grace. Just stop it. It's 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 Thanksgiving Eve. What can I tell you? You're just having a good, too much of a good time over. No, there. I'm completely discombobulated and somewhat unorganized today. I don't. Hey, know. listen, I put everything in the folders, but if you mess them up after that, I can't tell oh, you. Oh no, it's on me. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm uh, an organized individual. Oh, goodness, uh, welcome everybody to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. I told you we should have taken the day off, Grace. Uh, we got a lot going on today. Uh, this hour of the program, uh, we're going to be taking your calls. We have some great Thanksgiving trivia coming up, but want to go right now to the. Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, our good friend from the 14th Congressional District in Pennsylvania, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler. Congressman, happy Thanksgiving to you. Todd, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. And please, as always, just call me Guy. Well, you're kind to say that, but I just, I, you know, you've earned the spot, Congressman. Um, and I just, I don't know, it kind of feels weird just to call you Guy. But I am curious, though, about Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys going to have a big spread this year? We are. We're going to my mother's house. Uh, my brother came in from out of town with his wife and kids. And uh, I have pheasants that are on the Traeger as we speak, wrapped in bacon, that I that I shot on Monday. So I'm, I'm adding wild game to the menu come tomorrow. Is that right? So, yeah, you know, we were talking in the Starnes household. We're smoking a pork butt uh, to go with the turkey. But you're so it's it's uh, pheasants for you guys. Yes. So we're going to have the turkey, of course. And um you know, you got it because we're German. You got to have the red cabbage there. Uh, but but I am adding the wild game, the pheasant. Uh, we did it last year. People loved it, and uh, so we're going to incorporate it now as a new holiday or new holiday tradition. Love it. You got to love traditions, and especially new ones. Uh, Congressman, you have a great new article out saying there's a good reason to be thankful. Uh, why is there a good reason to be thankful, sir? Well, the reason to be thankful is that we can now stop the madness that we're seeing from the Democrats and the administration uh, in particular. Remember, for the last two years, Todd, we've had one party rule in Washington, D.C., and it's had a detrimental effect on everything from foreign uh, foreign policy to inflation to, to wages. You name it. A chaos of the southern border, crime, crime rates surging. At least now that we have control of the House, we'll be able to stop a lot of that agenda. So, so I'm very thankful that we're going to come back in, into power, that we're going to have Kevin McCarthy holding the gavel. And, and look, we can do a lot of oversight investigation. I didn't, I didn't talk about that heavily in the, in the op-ed I wrote, but a lot of our focus is going to be on oversight investigation. Uh, my Orcus is going to have a reserved parking spot in the Capitol complex because we're going to call him in so much. Same with Hunter Biden, Fauci. Uh, I'd like to question Granholm as well to see what she's been, been doing at the Department of Energy. But that's what I'm thankful for heading into this Thanksgiving in terms of politics. You know, it's uh, so important that the Republicans regain control of the House. Uh, there is, There has to be investigations. We've got to get to the bottom of so many issues. And uh, I, I do think I agree with you that this is a good reason to be thankful. And by the way, folks, we've got a link to uh, the congressman's column, which was in The Hill, uh, over on our website. You know, Congressman, when you look uh, at January, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you guys have to address. What in your mind, going in uh, to the new Congress, what are the top issues that we need to be addressing? Well, for, for in terms of oversight and investigation, one thing we got to look at is the southern border. I mean, we've had Mayorkas come in and tell House Republicans 
uh, when he's testifying before us that the border is secure, that they have tactical control of the border. We know that's not the case. So we need to bring Mayorkas back in. We need to have subpoenas to see what's going on. We also need to see what is going on with Hunter Biden and that laptop. Uh, if we need to get a special prosecutor appointed, so be it. But we need to do something because remember, that story was suppressed. We were told by the intelligence community that that, that was disinformation from the Russians. That was all nonsense. And big tech, the media, they suppressed that story, which led to Biden getting elected. So let's get let's go back and get to the bottom of that. Uh, and then I'd also like to take a look at the at, at, um, the CDD, uh, CCD and get Fauci in and question him. I know he's retiring, but, uh, you know, too bad, so sad. The Democrats have started a new standard where you can call folks in after after they're out of office uh, or they've left their administrative post. So we're going to call Fauci in ad nauseum. And he's going to have to talk about his relation with Big Pharma. He's going to have to talk about the decisions that he made early on with COVID that had zero rationale based on science. Uh, and he's got a lot of answering to do to us. So those are those are the top three in terms of politics. I wish we could pass legislative sweeping legislative reform. Realistically, we're not going to be able to do that because the Democrats still control the Senate and we don't have a president that's going to sign off. We obviously don't have a veto proof majority in either chamber. So we're going to have to be realistic, realistic and say, hey, we're going to go on offense when it comes to oversight investigation. We're going to go on defense when it comes to stopping the radical agenda from Biden. And, and Congressman, yesterday we saw Kevin McCarthy at the border uh, vowing to literally hold hearings at the border. Um, what's your take on McCarthy? Do you think he's going to be able to get to that 218-point um, vote number that he needs to be speaker, or is there going to be somebody else in the wings? Well, I think Kevin will become speaker. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Kevin McCarthy supporter. Um, he's a close friend. But what's, what's so problematic, Todd, and what you should watch for in the, in the weeks leading up to January 3rd when we take this vote is you know, we're not going to get somebody more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. He's not Boehner. He's not Paul Ryan. He's very conservative. So is Steve Scalise. And if the, if the hardliners in the Freedom Caucus, and a lot of those guys are my friends too, but if they want to play this game of political chicken, What's going to happen is the Tuesday group, which is the moderate caucus in the Republican Party, they're going to join up with the Democrats and they're going to nominate somebody that, that's viewed as a moderate Republican. So God forbid a Liz Cheney. Um, you could get somebody that's a moderate Democrat, a Bill Richardson, a Joe Lieberman. I mean, the list goes on and on. Because remember, you don't have to be in the House to be the Speaker. You just have to get the House Representatives to elect you Speaker. So that's the dangerous game that the hardliners are playing. Um, and, you know, I say you pick play silly games, win silly prizes. Let's just hope Liz Cheney isn't a silly prize that the Freedom Caucus wins come January 3rd. No, and and look, as far as Kevin McCarthy goes, I mean, you know, he's on the record as saying uh, he doesn't believe that there's uh, Biden's done anything that would uh, that would lead to impeachment. Uh, my question is, you know, all these investigations that you're talking about, are those really going to be fruitful or is it going to be, you know, like it was in the past when Republicans had control? There was a lot of talk but really nothing got done. Well, so do I think the bar has been lowered that we can impeach Biden? Yes, I do. Because the Democrats have now made impeachment a political tool where if the, the party that controls Congress is opposite, or at least the House of Representatives is opposite of the party in the White House, impeachment is now front and center. I don't think that's right, but the Democrats have changed the rules. We'll play by those rules. I still, think, I still agree with Kevin McCarthy that strategically it's a bad idea to impeach Biden. 
uh, you know, what's the point emboldening Kamala Harris to now she's running in 2024 from the, uh, from the presidency. That's, that's not smart. Also, historically speaking, Americans tend to rally behind an impeached president. We saw that with Trump. His poll numbers were literally never higher than they were right after impeachment. We saw that with Clinton, uh, and we've seen it historically as well. So the, the exception would be Nixon, but he left office too, too quickly um, with the threat of impeachment. So right. it would strategically be bad for us to do that. Yeah. All right, Congressman, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, hope you and the family have a great Thanksgiving celebration. You too, Todd. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Congressman Bye. Guy Reschenthaler uh, there in Pennsylvania. And he is uh, on board the McCarthy train. I, you know, I wish I could be. I, I really do, folks. But the reality is Kevin McCarthy has done nothing to verify his conservative bona fides. Uh, and this goes well beyond, and, and this is not about this commitment to America that was really just a bunch of nothing. Uh, this goes to the fact that he has been working behind the scenes to thwart conservative candidates and specifically America First candidates. I got a problem with that. So look, you you heard uh, the congressman say that the concern is that if um, if McCarthy doesn't have the votes, you could have some liberal Republican siding with the Democrats to bring in a Liz Cheney or a Joe Lieberman. Uh, Andy Biggs on this program, what, about a week or so ago, said that was a red herring. That was not going to happen. There was no way that was going to happen. But to, to call the Freedom Caucus, hardliners. I, 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 I've got a. That's a, that's going to be a tough sell. I want to play some audio. This is the White House press secretary yesterday. Uh, reporters are trying to ask questions about Dr. Fauci, but they're not getting anywhere. Cut number one. I will not call on you if you yell, and also you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I th- I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, she's only like 30 great questions. You ask your question, you should allow her to answer the question. It is not your turn. It is not your turn. You can read a press briefing. You need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the I, I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect. Of, it is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. All right. And it did not stop there. Cut number two. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. I did not call on you, Stephen. Go ahead, Alex. You're next. She has lost complete control of the White House press corps. If you ask me, I think she's she's a short-termer. Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, she'll be getting a job at CNN or MSDNC, but she is a short-termer there at the White House. Completely lost control of that White House press briefing room. And, and she's always stumped. Uh, just uh, check out cut number three. On your question of student loan, as you know, uh, we, uh, as you know, there uh, we have um, uh, it, we have uh, sent this up to the the highest uh, court of the land. No, no yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. 
You know, she's, you know, I think she's done. I think she said, you know what? This is not as glamorous as Circleback said it was going to be. I'm out of here. Uh, so you watch. I think she's going to be gone very soon. All right, we got to take a quick break here to pay some bills. We're going to throw another trivia question out there. Uh, this one involves the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. What does Charlie Brown tell Linus that he knows how to cook? in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. What is it that Charlie Brown knows how to cook? 844-747-8868. Two things. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I have to tell you about our good friend, Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. They're getting ready for huge, huge Cyber Monday sales, and they're already providing some great discounts to our listeners. MyPillow.com slash Starnes is the landing page, and Mike is uh, just offering some incredible discounts, up to 90% off a lot of the products there. It is an overstock sale. You're going to get a Christmas 60-day money-back guarantee that will last through March the 1st. Everything is on sale, including the incredible Giza Dream bed sheets, the My Pillows, My Slippers, and also uh, the brand new Children's Bible Story Pillow, which makes a wonderful gift for your grandkids, and also a Bible Story Throw Book. You're going to save 50% on the pillows, 30% on the blankets. Just go to mypillow.com slash darns, scroll through all of the great deals. Now, when you go to checkout, they're going to ask for a promo code. Got to use my last name, Starnes. That's S-T-A-R-N-E-S. Promo code Starnes at mypillow.com slash Starnes. Wow, the, uh, the suspect in that Club Q shooting uh, just made his first court appearance. Man, that guy, well, what, no, he's non-binary, so anyway, he's still a dude. Uh, but that guy was, I mean, messed up by the uh, the military veteran who took him down um, after he opened up a fire there. Anyway, uh, police are looking for a million dollars bond. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how all that plays out. What a mess that is over there. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stern Show. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a trivia question in play. Angie from Georgia is on the line. Angie, how are you today? Hey, I'm great, Todd. How are you doing? Uh, Angie, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Got big plans for Thanksgiving? Yep, I'm probably going to cook some cold cereal, maybe some toast. Which, by the way, happens to be the answer to our trivia question, what does Charlie Brown know how to cook? Yep, that's I've, I've I've always wanted your book. I've 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 ordered it, never got it. I've never read your biscuit book, and I I really really am trying to get my hands on one. Well, we have to do some formalities here, so let's check and see. Uh, cold cereal and toast. Uh, yep, that is correct. Angie Kyle gets a little upset if we don't play the um, the no, you're- the game show music. Y'all are fine, Todd. Y'all are our hero um, since Rush Limbaugh is now in heaven, and you're our go-to man, and I grew up with Rush Limbaugh, and I actually grew up with you, believe it or not. I grew up in Memphis as well. Well, Memphis is a fine town uh, as long as you can dodge the bullets. It's a good place to live. Yep, Georgia's getting the same way. In in 42 years, I can't believe it's went Democrat. This is just crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, How are things looking for Herschel? 
Well, I don't understand all of it because a lot of the the ones the Senate race went 49-49 and had a runoff. According to the statistics here, Herschel is at 47 point something before the runoff. And uh, that other fool, whatever his name is, is at 49. Yeah, Yeah, Warnock. The ones that says you can't serve God in the military. My father was a chaplain in the Navy. Thank you. Wow. So, yeah. So, I'm, you know, we voted. I'm going December 6th. I'm voting again, you know, and we have this big thing about Sesame Street in the state of Georgia. We're trying to put billboards up there with uh, Sesame Street and Count Dracula counting, you know, count one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Angie, we're going to put you on hold here and get you a copy of that biscuit book. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you so much. Are you going to sign it for me? Oh, we'll sign it. Yeah, we'll, we're going to sign it. That'll take the Get value down a little bit. But. Yeah, that, and Rush Limbaugh would be so proud of you, sweetheart. Yeah. I just We just love you to death, and we just want you all to have a very happy Thanksgiving. Dodge the bullets and dodge the flu and whatever else, the M-pox or whatever else is going on out there. Amen. And Grace, we're going to let you uh, grab Angie. And uh, so hang tight, Angie. Don't go anywhere. And uh, we're going to get you a signed copy of our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Draw. All right, folks, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And uh, we're going to be taking your calls. It is a, a great day on this Thanksgiving Eve. I know a lot of the national guys normally take the, this week off, but I thought, you know what, we're going to hang out with you. Uh, we think that's an important thing to do, and uh, we're going to have a great, great day together. All right, folks, that music means we've got to scoot out of here for just a brief moment. Hey, ToddSterns.com, check out our website. Great stories there from Caleb Park, our managing editor, and our great team of writers. All right, folks, this is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Tom in Gainesville, Georgia on the line. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind? Uh, well, Todd, I uh, love your show. Uh, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I read an article that popped up on my phone uh, just a little while ago that said that Paul Ryan was back in Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, and I think that says it all right there. Paul Ryan supports him, then you know what he is. Yeah, Tom, I can confirm that information. Uh, Paul Ryan and uh, a lot of the other uh, moderate Republicans are are supporting Kevin McCarthy, and I, I hope that the House Freedom Caucus is going to be able to maintain their numbers. Uh, again, McCarthy has to have 218 votes to become speaker of the house and uh, we understand he does not have those numbers yet and a number of lawmakers according to uh, congressman norman said uh, that say that they are not going to be announcing their vote until that the day of the vote 
you know, if uh, Paul Ryan didn't get anything done while he was there, and so you know Kevin McCarthy's not going to do anything either. And they'll throw Trump under the bus every chance they get. Well, no doubt about that. And and again, my issue with Kevin McCarthy is now all of a sudden he's becoming super conservative. Um, he's going down. Now the word is he's going down to the border to make some sort of a big announcement. This is all a dog and pony show. Th- that's all this is, Tom. And we don't need people. We don't need somebody in the speakership to play make believe conservative. We already had that with Paul Ryan. We already had it with crying John Boehner. We don't need to go down that road again. And if we do, we will never win back the House of Representatives. People, Conservatives are going to bolt the party. You got your fake news, and then you got your fake McCarthy. That's, there you go. Tom, appreciate that call, and uh, thank you for listening. By the way, you folks in Georgia, I want you to hear this audio. This is from Raphael Warnock, this communist preacher who supports abortion. He actually is a disciple of jeremiah wright remember him the 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 uh, what is it the uh kkk of america america's chickens have come home to roost yeah take a listen to this bless america damn america in that sense jeremiah wright whose sermon by the way you should read in its entirety it's a very fine homily entitled On Confusing God and Government. No, no, no. Not God bless America. Damn America. We celebrate uh, Reverend Wright in the same way that we celebrate the truth-telling tradition of the black church. No, no, no. Not God bless America. Damn America. And Jeremiah Wright is doing what he should do. He is a preacher and a so, prophet. No, no, no. Not God bless America. Damn America! Which, uh, when preachers tell the truth, very often it makes people uncomfortable. Now, I will just say this um, about you Georgia voters. Really? You're going to let that go back to Washington, D.C.? You want that to represent you in the United States Senate? Pastor Raphael Warnock, on multiple occasions, said that he supports that sermon delivered by Jeremiah Wright. God blank America. God blank America. And Jeremiah Wright has said this over and over and over again. And just in case you are new to the program, Jeremiah Wright was the pastor of Barack Hussein Obama. Just so you know where all of that is is coming from. 844-747-8868. We're following some breaking news out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a pretty horrible story, but a news helicopter has gone down just off Interstate 77, and we understand the interstates are all shut down, but the crash actually happened right alongside the interstate. We understand that the television station involved WBTV, that's WBTV, We don't know who was on the flight, but it was their helicopter. Sky 3 is what they call it. Uh, Two people on board the helicopter have died. Three other people have been injured. Uh, That's all the information we have at this point, but uh, clearly a terrible tragedy there. And you want to pray for the good people of WBTV. They're actually having to broadcast and report on as as they're they're waiting to hear the fate and learn the fate of their colleagues on this helicopter so uh, certainly our prayers are with the good people over at wbtv 
uh, there in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a mess right now on the interstates there as they've shut down the interstate to deal with this horrible, horrible tragedy. All right, uh, folks, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're heading uh, to your calls. That's 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. May I tell you uh, about Black Friday coming up, and our good friend Mike Lindell has some incredible Black Friday sales just for our listeners uh, at MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes. All sorts of incredible deals and discounts, and you're going to love these folks. There is literally a sell on everything that Mike Lindell uh, produces there uh, at his incredible company, and you need to get the conservative in your life a wonderful gift, whether it's the MyPillow pillows or the mattresses. They have bed sheets. All of these make incredible gifts, and you're going to be able to get some great discounts using the promo code STARNS at MyPillow.com slash STARNS. Just to give you an example, and again, this is an overstock sale, up to 90% off of many of the products. You're going to also get a Christmas 60-day money-back guarantee. That means you'll be able to keep the product until March 1st, and if you want to return it, you can return it. Now, one of the neat things they have here, this is brand new for children, and if you uh, have a small grandchild, you're going to love this, Children's Bible Story Pillows. You're going to be able to save 50% off of the Bible Story Pillows, as well as the Bible Story Throw Blankets. You're going to be able to save 30% on those. Uh, My Pillow Sandals, My Pillow Mattresses, you name it, they're up for sale. It's going to be a great overstock sale only at MyPillow.com slash Starnes. Hey, Todd, the way it used to be at one of your favorite restaurants that you uh, place a pickup order at, the person manning that takeout desk could be working for free. Um, they average their hour, their tips out over the total hours that week that they've worked, and if they've made really good tips enough to make a minimum wage, then they would be working for free that night. Okay, so this was uh, this comment from our Shoutback uh, app. Uh, by the way, we would love for you to use that. Uh, all you have to do is go to our live show blog, and you can download our app for free. So here's what gets me about this, um, about the restaurants. Now, I am a generous tipper, and I this is just something that I, I do. I'm able to do it, and I'm honored to be able to do it. But typically, when I'm out at a restaurant, uh, I will just take whatever the bill is, and that is the tip. So... Um, and it, it works out pretty well if you're taking out the the crew of the Todd Stern Show because these guys are healthy eaters. What are you laughing at, Grace? I feel like that was shade thrown at me. No, it's not shade thrown at you. You eat like, like little morsels. I mean, Kyle. Really? You know, Kyle's, yeah, Kyle's a whole nother story. Yeah, he he likes the beef. He likes the good food. He does. He's kind of a music connoisseur and a food. He's connoisseur. a foodie, is what he is. A foodie. <laughs> So anyway, um, so so I. But here's what gets me: is that if you are, you know, if you're not going to pay your workers, that's on you. 
But I've got a problem with these folks that are like, okay, well, you've got to tip the lady at the front, and then you got to tip the bartender, and then you got to tip this person. Okay, you know, a lot of people don't have that much money. So, I mean, if you're going in, and let's just say you're going to go to, um, where are we going to go, Grace? Let's name a restaurant. Applebee's. Oh, Oh, what were you going to say? Af- I was going to say Houston's. Are, no, no, not Houston's because I don't know. I want to go to a place that I normally don't go to. Oh, okay. We, Buffalo we, Wild Wings. Okay. We can go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Sweet. So how much would you pay? What's the average ticket? So if you're going to, if you and the, if you and Mr. Producer are going out to Buffalo Wild Wings. For both of us, let's say it runs about 35, 40 Jeez, bucks. Lou, wow. I don't That's know. If you get a whole thing of wings and an appetizer, I mean, there you go. All right. Well, that's soda. A, all right. Tea. So so that's thirty bucks. And so you would tip what? Yeah. Feeteen, twenty percent? Yeah. What do you guys all normally right. eighteen, twenty percent. Oh, okay. That's kinda normally where I like. Okay. It's just me. So you, so that would be um whatever that number is. This is why I was in journalism school and I know. It's all right. <laughs> so but then so but then you've gotta add even more on top of that to cover everybody else's tips. Yeah, because you'd be tipping about six, seven bucks at that amount. And then you've got to do, yeah, I mean, that's, it adds up really quick going out, I just want to say. Which, again, is why I think a lot of people are not going out for dinner. And then you've got these people, they don't want to, they don't want to work hard. They want to take a job. And a lot of these restaurants, you know, you're looking at 60, 70 minute waits. And, you know, a new thing that a lot of places will do with takeout, you'll, you know, get takeout from a restaurant, but they will charge you a 20% tip onto your ticket. Have you, have you, I've had that happen. Oh, yeah. I can think of a few places right now that I'm like, mm, those places are good, but I hate getting takeout from them. Well, and by the way, the Grubhub, I would, oh, you can't no. even use that anymore. Oh, it's, no. I noticed that I ordered something a couple of weeks ago and it was double the amount. So, whatever the amount was, it cost me double that to have it delivered because you have the fees and the tips. The gas surcharge. The gas surcharge. Oh, thank you. That's the new one. The gas surcharge. I'm like, and that's been there since like 2020. I'm like, really? Come on, people. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it gets to be just ridiculous. And this is why you just got to learn to cook. Well, uh, clearly, or I mean, it's just cheaper. But, you know, again, a lot of people like to go out. And, and I, I, I feel bad. All these restaurants are popping up all over the place. You know, they're not going to be able to survive. No way. There's I, I think the, the restaurant industry itself is uh, in grave danger. Well, when I was just out of town, we noticed there would be like, you know, two hour waits or whatever. You get in there, there's a ton of empty tables, but they're just understaffed. So they can't, you know, fill it up. But That's again, the other issue. but then, but then you have these people. Well, you got to tip. You got to tip everybody. Okay. Well, that's great. But I don't have a you know I don't have a hundred dollars if I'm going to go to Applebee's or TGI Fridays. That's true. For it, you know, for a burger, it's insane. It is insane. All right. Very good. Thank you, Grace. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is our toll free telephone number. By the way, Farm Bureau has uh, a new report out. This will be the most expensive Thanksgiving in the history of thanksgivings and you can blame joe biden the farm bureau says that the cost of a thanksgiving dinner is up 20 percent more than nearly doubling nearly doubling since uh, when uh, donald trump was in office thanksgiving feast for 10 people and by the way that's got to be a small family i mean we're talking usually you have like 15 20 people at the um 
the gatherings. But a Thanksgiving feast for 10 people is $64.05. Um, it is a $10.74 increase from last year's average. Oh, my word. The centerpiece on most Thanksgiving tables, the turkey. It costs more than last year, $28.96 for a 16-pound bird. That's up 21% from last year. This is according to the USDA Agricultural Marketing Service data. Oh, by the way, the USDA says you got to get a China virus shot if you're going to go to a Thanksgiving dinner. But anyway, everything is up. Carrots and celery. You got uh, the sweet potatoes, cranberries, green peas. You know, I never did like the cranberry sauce, Grace Baker. Are you a big cranberry person? Oh, you had to bring this up at the end of the show, Todd. This is very controversial. I actually, okay, I actually like the cranberry sauce when it's in the can. Like, not the, you know, the like the lumpy kind of homemade cranberry sauce that's i mean it's good but something about the canned cranberry sauce that you just put on a plate and then you cut it up in slices that's the kind of like it jiggles it have does. you noticed that and it but takes yes, the it's shape like of jello. the jello it's kind of mm-hmm. like jello yes i like that better than the real cranberry that's what actually. i'm saying which so feels had... like sacrilegious to say mm-hmm. that i like the store-bought over the homemade but so here's what gets me, and I'm not a pumpkin pie guy. We, I am a sweet potato pie guy. Really? Oh, yes, yeah, sweet potato pie. Oh, I like pumpkin pie one slice a year, and I'm good. Pumpkin pie mix. So is that true? People actually use this? They don't make their own pumpkin pie? Okay. From scratch? We buy it from Costco, not going to lie. Oh, good Lord. I know. South is going to hell in a handbasket. $4.28. Bless you, Grace Maker. Whole milk, $3.84. Whipping cream, $2.24. Cube stuffing. Who in the world eats cube stuffing? I've heard of it, but I've never had it. Is that like a stovetop stuffing? Probably. I don't know. We did. My mom, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would always be in charge of a couple of things. She had to bring the ambrosia, which was like a huge thing in the South. So you got to have the ambrosia. And uh, then there's the um, the sweet potato uh, pie. Yes. She, oh, she made great homemade sweet potato. The crust, everything homemade. That's impressive. And then the cornbread dressing. That's what mom had to bring. Fair enough. It's and, good. But I, I remember as a kid watching her. She had the big cast iron skillets, and uh, she'd make the cornbread, and then, you know, then make the dressing and the whatnot. Of course. It's, it's, you got to make it from scratch. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know, Jesus is not happy. He's displeased. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's at least that's what that's what we were told as kids uh-huh. growing up. So anyway, all that to say, a lot of people are are really going to be struggling to. Do you charge? How does that work though? I mean, if you've got like a big family, do you ask? Do you pass the bucket and ask people to chip in, or you, oh, do you just suck it up? Charge admission. Hey, it's my tip. Just say it's your tip. You made the food. You served it. It's your tip. Oh my gosh, Grace! I thought this document you sent me. I thought, oh my gosh, my eyes are really shot here. But it turns out it really is pixelated. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. <laughs> Holy cow! All right, let's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our telephone number. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Georgia. Jeff, what's on your mind? I wanted to talk about the uh, the uh, lady that said that Jesus would be leading the uh the parade in the gay parade i do not believe jesus would do that um 
I just, uh, Jesus will go by the word, and that's what the preachers preach from the pulpit. He won't change his word. He won't change it for anybody. So uh, he won't do that. People try to pull him into their world and then make him part of it like that. But it don't work that way. We need to go into his world and become part of that. So anyway, I just wanted to say that, that uh, he'll change people. He'll lead them away from sin, not into it. All right, Jeff, well said, and we got to leave it there, my friend. We're running late for a break. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, folks, we are back tomorrow live. We'll do some fun trivia giveaway. We're going to talk about the real meaning of Thanksgiving. You know, they don't do that these days at, in the public schools. So gather the kids around the radio tomorrow, and we're going to we're going to try to educate them. All right, folks, you get out there. You be safe today. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.